Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening is Jay Clash T-Shirt Cross. <laughs> um, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, good, good. I'm good. just tomorrow in your T-Shirt. Thanks. Just the two of us this evening, no Joe Branton, no Matt Knight. They're off doing far more interesting things. What um, are they doing? Joe, is it a family a meal? A family meal. Where's um, Matt? Can you imagine having a meal with Joe Branton? I reckon he is actually like very boring with his family oh he's yeah maybe i don't think he is i reckon he'd just get all he's got like up. he's got like six siblings i think something like that and he's the eldest and <laughs> the least successful <laughs> but most handsome uh i don't know i've not met i him. don't think he is i mean that's probably not no uh and yeah matt's just out i don't know what he's up to Probably oh, right. doing some pedal stuff or something more important. <laughs> no. um, so, uh, for that reason, and for the fact that we have had about an hour and a half's worth of technical difficulties, it's going to be. Didn't think we were going to be able to do it. It's going to be a slightly shorter podcast this week. Um, yeah, we were recording for the first time straight into Adobe Audition, which hopefully this is going to work and sound fine. Who knows? I don't. Flying by the seat of our proverbial pants. Um, okay. Um, the other reason it's going to be a bit of a shorter podcast is there's literally no news at all this week. Like, nothing has happened. So, obviously, we get sent, like, news and stuff and also, like, go through, you know, trawl through, like, guitar news blogs and stuff to see what's going on. No one's put up anything since Summer Nam. Like, there's not been a single new product or news story or anything for ages, for yeah, over a week. It's pretty wild, isn't it? You, I mean, but that is quite interesting in itself, actually, because you say nothing has happened for ages, like a whole week. Can you imagine like that being a sentence that we would have said five years ago? Yeah, the whole game's changed that, hasn't it? Because of the internet yeah. and, you know, the rise of things like this podcast and YouTube yeah. videos and stuff. People have got to, uh, they've got to do a bit more stuff. Yes. Well, like us trying to fill a podcast. For, yeah, <laughs> absolutely no news. Um, yeah, it's weird because after like after all the summer Nam stuff, which uh, basically there was enough news for two weeks worth of podcasts, um, there's sort of not really been anything released. Yeah, I'm struggling to think of anything. Um, what did I see? There was a thing that I saw this week that I hadn't seen before that was very cool. 
Um, New Boss SY300, have you had that yet? Yes, that was it, actually. Um, but I've been too busy, I haven't had a chance to sit down with it. Have you heard anyone playing it in in the for real life? No, uh, but that is happening... Uh, I'm getting a proper, proper... Like, I've booked in, because nowadays I just have to... Anything that I need to, like properly booking proper time for has yeah. to be done a week or so in advance it's right. very strange um i'm next wednesday i'm getting a full full demonstration full demo with it um one of the one of the the top boss guys is coming down and we're doing some proper is he the top boss of boss no 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 okay. no, no he's uh, he's in japan so he's not one of the top boss not guys. like the end of level boss okay it's like a mid-level boss. mini mini boss yeah, yeah, yeah sort yeah. of like uh Bowser Jr. is one of the fellas who um, throws the boomerangs. Hammer Brothers. Yeah, yeah. The boom. Is that what they're called? The Hammer Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Initially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to a thing about Mario Brothers today and it just reminded me that I've not played Mario 1 for a long time. Um, My issue with playing Mario 1 is. It's too good for you? No, it's too easy to get to the end in like 12 minutes. What? You just you just go like. Right. You just That's the ju- challenge. Well, I mean, I can't actually do it in 12 minutes, but you know what I mean? Like. It's it's easy to cheat and get to the end very quickly. Uh, yeah, but uh, that last world is really hard. Yeah, I suppose I've not completed I've not completed that game in probably fifteen years or something. I did it a few years ago on the 3ds because you can like have save points. You can do like save uh, states, so it makes it a bit easier. Yeah, it's a bit more in line with like what you think of games now. Like not just one session I had um, I, the the game that frustrated me the most in that sense was I had Earthworm Jim for the oh, Mega so Drive so hard so hard Earthworm <laughs> Jim for the Mega Drive was one of the most ridiculous games I've ever played and if you died you went back to the beginning of the game yeah it wasn't the beginning of the level no the beginning of the game so you could get to the very last boss and if you died, that was it. You Game just over. went back to the beginning. What was the... Was it Earthworm Jim 2 where you had to bounce the dogs? Only you had to bounce something, like little puppies across the screen. You were the dog. You remember Earthworm Jim's little dog? Yeah, mate? yeah, yeah. And yeah, you were yeah. carrying like a trampoline and you had... Oh, no, I think that was in the first... I think that was the was first it? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was like one of the... You know how like in Street Fighter they have like a little... The beat up the, the bit, car level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those sort of interim missions. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, really hard. Good game. Really good game. Shall we play that instead of watching another rubbish episode of True Detective this evening? Um, I'm not sure how everyone else will feel about that. Just watching us play a um, gym. On that note, uh, this is good. This is us completely not talking about guitars anymore. Um, I what I finished House of Cards Season 3 rubbish. this week. I tell you what, House of Cards Season 1 and 2... Rubbish. Absolutely amazing. The fact that you didn't get on with it, I really surprised it because I really, really liked it. I liked it so much. Season three, not very good. Not season one's not very season good. Season one so. is really good. Like you didn't mm. get you didn't get to the end of season one. There's the the last episode of I season one. I watched the last one. You didn't. And I was asleep. The last episode of season one and the first episode of season two are amazing. Proper like one two hit combo. Season three was just so rubbish. It was it was like it wasn't rubbish, but it it kept. It nearly got to the point where something wicked was going to happen. And that fella who plays the politician in The Killing... Um, really? He's in it? He, yeah, he's, um, he plays um, the Russian president. He plays, okay. he plays essentially... Got Vladimir a sort of a bit of a European accent, so yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> Russian. Danish, Russian, something whatever. like that. Um, but yeah, that wasn't very good either, which I'm really disappointed in because I really like Spacey. But. 
poor. Yeah. Um, should we do some questions that actually relate to guitars? Oh, yeah, that's why because we're here, isn't it? I forgot we were recording. I thought we'd just hang just out. Chatting. Yeah. Just chatting. Just um, chatting. So, yeah, because there's been so much news over the last couple of weeks, we've not really touched questions We haven't. At all, that's very, that's a meant, very good point. Which has meant we've had a huge backlog. Um, so I thought we'd just kind of go through everything that we've missed and go, go over it. Um, starting with Josh, who says, Best bang for your buck guitar around £350. Birthday in a month, looking for something with humbuckers. Epiphone Dot or Les Paul, perhaps. Uh, or should I be looking at something completely different? What's the uh, what's the state of play, the state of the union, if you will, at three hundred and fifty quid these days? Um, there is so much choice at three hundred and fifty quid. There is an untold amount of choice. For okay, fifty quid for three hundred pounds, you can get an Epiphone dot. Um, for three hundred and fifty quid, you can get an Epiphone dot and a proper Epiphone branded hard case. Nice. That is great. That is that's really like proper 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 good stuff. Um. The dot is, it's just kind of been omnipresent, hasn't it, for the last like 20 to 25 years. Just works. It's just, I mean, what is there to change about it? I mean, the only thing maybe they'd want to do that would freshen it up a little bit is if they didn't do a dot, but they did like a block inlay. Yeah. 335 Epiphone. I can see that happening But at then some that's point. kind of the Sheraton, isn't it? Kind of, but the Sheraton's also a completely different guitar, isn't it? You know, it's, well, only in terms... It feels really different. The neck profile's definitely no, different. No, neck profile's different. The, the headstock is completely yeah. different in terms of the aesthetics. Dot's chunky, Sheraton slim. Yeah. Um, I, I think like a block inlay, especially after the popularity and the success of the 64 uh, 335. Yeah. The one with the nylon saddles. Yeah. I can definitely see there being something similar in the Epiphone range because the thing is, is there's, you know... There's not a huge amount of choice in uh, in the, the Epiphone hollow body range, and I, you know, there, there's well, there's casinos there are, and stuff, are, but they're yeah, more money. There are a lot of guitars, but there's not a huge amount of choice within. You know, there's you can get a casino, you can get a Sheraton, you can get a Dot, and then there are also you know the one seven fives and. Um, I see what you mean. So there's not you don't get like different years of. Absolutely, that's exactly coming. what I mean. As opposed to like a Les Paul, where even in the even in the the Epiphone range now, you can get a traditional, or they do a fifty four. Yeah. Um, as well as the standard and the Plus Top Pro and the custom and the all the different prophecy outfits and, and the outfits and you know and the tributes and the tribute plus and you know there's so many. But with the Epiphone with the Epiphone hollow body, it's like okay, cool, yeah. There's a three three five copy. That's what you get. There's a you know. Uh, 175 copy it's kind no. of always been that though like I don't remember there ever being like specific reissues no on the Epiphone side of things but it's it, it does seem a bit strange that they didn't do it I mean the, for me the best thing that Epiphone could possibly do is just make sure that they're always in stock yeah because <laughs> I mean how often do you have a conversation with someone saying oh I'm really sorry I can't get you a casino and I don't know when I'll be able to get me one because they're the, the the you know it's so difficult for to to get these things in stock you know yeah. it, it's so often that that one or other of them will be out of stock and it's and it is a bit of a shame that would be the best thing that Epiphone could do to to keep those things but I I really think that doing like a sixty four block inlay three three five copy that'd for like cool. even if it was five hundred quid that'd be a wicked guitar that would be really cool you know that's some but I digress that's not really what we're talking about here um i really like the 
um, the dot. My only problem with the dot is, and why I started rambling on about that, is it is a little bit sterile. Yeah, they're quite. Um, yeah, sterile is probably the quite the word, isn't it? They it's, don't they don't fight back very much. No, it's, it's even very that, clinical. It's weird because they've got that chunky neck. Yeah, but they don't. There's no like they don't I've, have much personality about. No, them. no, they they look cool. But they do look a little bit, you know, it's just like, oh, you can get it in natural, you can get it in sunburst or cherry. You know, it doesn't look like if you, like, even if you held up, covered up the headstocks and you held up a 335 and a, a Gibson 335 and a dot, you're like, well, you know which is which. Yeah. They kind of always look the same. Yeah. Uh, but that said, it is a great guitar for the money. Personally, I think you'd probably be better served going for. Um, a Les Paul Standard I think the Les Paul Standard Plus Dot Pros are really good guitars yep. for the money a little bit over 350 I think they're like 379 or something like that um, but you get coil splits um, you get a, a like really nice just a, a really nice solid guitar um, but for me and I realise I sound like a broken record Classic Vibe Tele yeah yeah I was thinking like wait you can't get a Baja Tele for that no much. you can't get a Baja Tele but you can, you get, can get, classic get the Classic Vibe, vibe tele. 50s Tele um, or something that actually I, I sold one to someone this week the um, vintage modified 72 Thinline Deluxe oh yeah they're really that's good that's a cool guitar really um, good guitars yeah I mean I'm not a huge I've never been a huge fan of the, those wide range uh, humbuckers yep I think the um, I, I like when there's you know I, I quite like having uh, oh sorry that was me always you I know my phone doesn't go on silent it's broken um that one carry on um i um uh i i don't really like the the when you've got two uh wide range humbuckers I, yeah. quite, I think it works quite well if you've got the one bridge pickup and then then the neck pickup you've got that wide range humbucker you can get, you know kick on like a, a big muff or something and you get like really Sounds good you can roll the tone off as well because you've got the four tone controls yeah and just uh, like sorry the four controls controls yeah really tone. dark sounding really you know really muffled really cool yeah but i think in the thin line range because it is um semi hollow i think it really brings out the sound of you know the actual guitar a lot better yeah um and it sounded absolutely amazing fella had that plugged into a an el capistan um it just sounded amazing like he the guy had come in to buy like a, a like a, a hundred quid delay pedal and he went oh this strumming stuff people have said they're like can i give it and plugged it in he was just like there's there i mean there's no point in it'll get not- you won't it that's the thing you try the strumming stuff it's like yeah just you just get then. dragged in it. dragged in i th- i think i'm i i'm I think I'm going to get a deco. Do it. One of us. I know. One of us. I know. I think it's the next way. It's the next thing. It's the next one. It's to the go. next thing. But it, the thing is, is my my worry is if I get a deco, I'm just not going to like. If I don't have the deco, I've got more of a like an impetus to like. Wait, you're not saying that the RE20 might fall in your no 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 standings. not at all. Quite the opposite. Okay. Like if I don't have the deco, maybe. I'll be like more proactive in taking the the tape echo. Oh, out. the real one. Yeah, the SRE five five five. Maybe I should start taking that out. Okay. I don't know. You've got the most ridiculous collection of delays. Yeah. You will do it if you get a deco. Yeah. So dumb. But yeah. Anyway, uh, for me, the classic Vitellis are the best guitar you can buy for pretty much that whole range. Quid. Yeah. Like, they. I mean, they they do the so. 
the classic vibe stuff is there's uh i think there's three tellies so there's uh there's 250s models a butterscotch one and a blonde one uh like a vintage blonde which has they've got slightly different pickups i think the blonde uh the blonde one has got alnico fives and the butterscotch one has got alnico threes i think i can't remember exactly okay. and then they also do a 60s one which it looks great it's just 62 double bound um rosal board and then there's a bunch of strats as well there's um uh, a fifth you can get 50s in fiesta red or uh shoreline gold yeah there's a shoreline gold one and then um the 60s you can get in they sometimes do in sherwood green and they do a sunburst one yep uh, and then the Simon Neal, if you wanted a Simon Neal is not, not part of the classic vibe, I don't think. I think it's just uh, no, Simon Neal. It's, it's a classic vibe, 60s yeah, yeah. strat, isn't it, yeah, with yeah, his yeah. name on it? Um, just the classic vibe stuff, I, they've never put out a bad guitar. Um, no, I don't everything think so. the classic vibe, yeah. Everything from the classic vibe range is brilliant. Yeah. Um, so there's, the, there's so much choice for 350 quid. So much choice. Or... Just don't bother with the guitar at all and buy a deco. <laughs> random tone generator and a deco. <laughs> yeah, random tone generator and a deco. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got nothing else to add, really. Like, if you're looking at, like, a classic-style guitar, if you're not talking about, like, Schecter and ESP and stuff, yeah. then you're looking in the right places, really. Like, I guess, a Dot or a Les Paul Standard or a Tele or a Strat. I mean, you can't go far wrong. No. There's nothing really SG shaped for that sort of money, is there? Because the G400's a bit cheaper. bit cheaper and... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I've I've never really got on with the G400 too much. thing is, they used to be good, but... Everything else got better. Everything else got much better. Yeah. Um, you know, you compare the G400... Say, like, five, years, five, six years ago, someone came in and went, OK, I want to get either a G400 or the Squire Standard Tele. You'd be like, yeah, Standard Tele's a bit rubbish, get the G400. Yeah. But that's when the classic vibes didn't exist for yeah. about the same money so it used to be that you'd have to spend a bit more and get a g400 now it's like no spend more than the g4 slightly more than the g400 and get a classic vibe telly and but i mean even um i i'd probably even go standard telly over a g400 like even cheaper than the the classic vibe i think the um okay. I, I really really like the g uh, i really really like everything that squire do at the moment and the, the g400 again is just I think the problem is, is you don't have to spend, and I realise that it's very easy, you know, I could probably be um, found guilty of just, like, automatically trying to upsell, which isn't necessarily what I'm trying to do, but for not a huge... Always, always hustling. Or, but for just a, a little bit, I mean, I say a little bit more, you know, you're still talking a couple hundred quid, you could get an American-built Gibson SG. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that much more money. No. And it's... A really good guitar really really good guitar 350 quid is a bit of a kind of weird price point i mean i understand yeah. why it's that and it always used to make sense because you know you'd get a mexican telly or yeah. you'd get a, whereas now it's a bit more confusing because the top of the squires are really good you can kind of almost skip the mexican standard series and get a american you can go up you know spend a few quid more and start to get like a baja yeah. or american special yeah um yeah there's a whole lot you can do with a like a bit more than 350 quid or yeah. if you spend that then you know get a top end squire or something but you know as i say i mean we're, we're now at the point where 350 quid is not a completely unreasonable amount of money to spend on a couple of wicked pedals yeah and it will transform the way that you play guitar yeah but then you get into the thing of like should you spend 350 quid on a guitar or should you spend it on pedals well i mean 
Depends if, if you're Matt Knight or not, I guess. Well, I mean, but the other thing is, is if you're listening, surely if you're listening to this podcast, I realise this won't, you know, be everybody. But if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably got a couple of cool guitars. Are you spending 350 quid on a guitar because you want a backup guitar? Or, or are you just looking to spend a bit of money on some cool gear? Because if you're just looking to spend 350 quid on some cool gear, go down the pedal route. Yeah. You know, you've probably got a cool guitar. You've probably already got your Baja Telly because you listen to this, of course. <laughs> this podcast. You've got a Baja Telly and a Blues Junior because that's what <laughs> everyone's got. So so get, you know, have a look at have a look at a couple of pedals. I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It's, it's it, you know. Chris says, what's the best budget mic for miking up a guitar cab for live use? Now, I was going to go with the standard response of the uh, Shure SM57, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, the mic that, I've seen in pretty much every single gig I've ever done. Yeah. But you threw something else into the mix, which came from the Facebook group where I we did, got this question. Yes. Um, and I can't remember the, is it the, I think it's the 609, the Sennheiser. I just need to look it up. I didn't. Do, do, do. I think it's the 609E. I think it's the E609. E609. There we yeah. go. Yeah. And uh, let me just, yeah, it is the E609. Um, and I had a bit of a chat with the guys from Sennheiser about this. Um, it, if I remember correctly, it was previously the E309. Okay. And they changed it to the 609, and the only change... Twice as good. Twice as good. Nearly twice as good. Nearly, not quite. Um, the only difference is, um, previously, the the 309 was just silver, and then they changed the 609. They put the back of it, they made it black, because people kept putting it the wrong way around. <laughs> So oh, is like, it like a sort of pencil mic type so, thing then? No, 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 no. It's, it like it sits flat against the cab as opposed oh, to Oh, yeah, no, I know the, the mic that you mean. Yeah, it, yeah so like it, you can hang it down in between the head and the cab. Yeah. And it and it will it'll hang there. But people, because it's flat... Putting it the wrong way around. People putting it the wrong way around. So um, they made they made the uh, they made it they made it um, black on the side that goes up against the uh, the cab. And yeah, they sound really, really good. Really cool. good. That seems to be the general consensus on that. Yeah, and not a forum. huge amount more money either. Like I think ninety quid. Okay. And what's a what's a fifty seven? I mean, probably seventy quid. I yeah, they're, they're like always... sixty nine, seventy nine quid, yeah. something like that. The difference being, I think, with the fifty seven is that you can use it. And the reason that venues have like like a whole bunch of them is that you can use it for other things. Like you can use it to mic up a snare or yeah. hats or I toms. Mean, what I used, when I was sixteen, I played in a ska punk band, and um, the trumpet and the sax player always used fifty sevens. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that works. They well until they got their clipper mics, and then would run around the stage. Wireless. Stuff. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> we need to. I think we should put some footage up. I don't on think the that's Facebook. Group. No, I don't think I'm going to find some. Put it up there. Mm, probably not. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, Will says, "What was your first tube amp? Did it blow you away, or uh, if you were used to using solid state or modelling?" Um, we've gone over this a fair bit, like in terms of what our first amps were. Yeah. But what was your first tube amp? Because um, you had a Line 6 Spider for a long time. I had a Line 6 Spider for a very long time. And I sold that. And then that I sold that. I had that for, like, I think I was possibly still working at the shop when I had that. I'm I think not sure, you, but I didn't when play you started for a long time. I was, pl- I was just playing bass. Yeah. I think when you started at the shop, you still had your Gretsch and you still probably had that spider. Yeah, I did. I How did you ever get a job? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? But no, I... Because um, at that time, when I first started, I went through a... a- 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Long period of not really playing guitar, just playing bass. Yeah. And um, I just used your... <laughs> Uh, Mark bass yeah you did little Mark for a while yeah, really it's like did. when I first started working in a guitar shop I wasn't really that into guitars I just I just graduated university and I just needed a job I would just I was like listen what about I've, your degree in guitarology I've, well yeah no that was it was um, economics and right it, it was that was the that the, was like, your minor the minor yeah right yeah. Um, I just I wasn't really that into 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 like guitar gear I just I played guitar a bit and and I just I needed a job I was just like listen I'm just gonna get a job for like six months just to chill out after university and then I'll you know I'll look and get a get get a real job somewhere else and six years on I'm now the manager and the only thing that I care about in the entire world other than football is guitars um and so I like I came to getting into gear quite late and so I think actually my first tube amp was my basement. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm um, surprised. Have you never had a Blues Junior? No. Okay. I had a, um, which is weird, I know, and it makes me feel like a bit of a hypocrite. Because you should have bought one. But I, I didn't buy one. I bought a um, Hot Rod Deluxe. Oh, yeah. I forgot that you had that. Which was too loud. So yeah. I sold it. Yeah, so you should have got Blues Junior. But then I bought a Supersonic 22. Yeah. And a Fox AC30. Yeah. Which is too loud. And is currently an Exeter. Yeah, that's weird. I saw you post that up on Facebook. I didn't today. know where it was. I didn't know where you were. Where are my amps? Yeah. So currently, my Supersonic is in Aberdeen. And what? what? My, my Supersonic is in Aberdeen. And my AC30 is in Exeter. And I'm in Brighton without an amp. How are you going to get these back? Uh don't know the answer to to that question okay good um let's have an update over the next couple of weeks yeah but yeah first tube amp first real proper wicked tube amp was my basement um which i really like and joe is trying to get me to sell to him and part of me thinks i should but also i think i'll regret it if i do like 
I'm kind of at this point where I don't like I've just started playing in a new band and I don't really want to use the basement for it because I think I'll probably blow it up because um, I'm putting so much drive through to get the sound that I want. I want to get one of the orange OB ones. Will you? you I mean, you can't really blow an amp up with front end distortion, but it's it's more to do with how fragile those amps are. Yeah, that's true, but it's not. I think it's going to be more that it will just break. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, use. yeah. I, I like through what I want to do is I think I think I'll regret it if I sell it. Yeah, like how I sold my Lesbo standard to buy my Lesbo traditional when I I didn't need to sell the standard to get the traditional. That but I was like, really good. I was like, look, I've got the traditional. I don't need the standard, so yeah. I sold it, and I really, really regret selling it. And I feel like I'll do that now as well if I sell the basement. To just because I'm buying another bass amp, but can you realistically rely on that basement if you go and do a gig? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Why keep it? Because it is very. Why not, why it, not fob it off on Branton? Because it is very and then cool. Borrow it when you need it. But it's it's very cool, isn't it? It currently, is cool. And you know what? Currently, it's making an excellent stand for my telephone. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Just what it's doing at the moment. You still got a house phone? Yeah, I needed it for when I've got the internet. Apparently, weird. Know, but there we go. Weird. Um, my first valve amp, believe it or not, is the Hughes and Kettner Tube Meister Five. Oh yeah, that is maybe that was my first valve amp. Sat there. Yeah, that was mine. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, because same thing. Like obviously, primarily I'm a bass player, so for years I just had solid state bass amps. Like the only amp that I owned since 2004. No, 2005 until this year, or maybe the end of last year, whenever I bought that amp off you, was the Mark Bass Little Mark 1. Such a great bass amp. The best. Probably the best amp I've ever heard. And, it, like, Branton will go on and on about how it sounds rubbish, but it doesn't. It sounds it doesn't. so good. It sounds great. Good. The only thing that I thought sounded better than that was actually the, the Valve one. Oh, the, the classic 300. The valve head that they did. Very different sound. I think better. Okay. Okay. It sounded amazing. Controversial. It sounded amazing. I really wanted to buy that when it came out. A lot of money. It was an awful lot of money. And the thing is, is like, would you buy one of those or would you buy... SVT. SVT. I'd probably buy the Mark Bass. Or the Fender Super Basement. Yeah, these days I'd buy a Super Basement because that sounds like an SVT, but it's super reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which an SVT, but is it not. does weigh an absolute. Yeah, run. well, that's the thing. Like, and actually, the Mark Bass Little Mark One is a bit heavier than a modern compact yeah. amp because it's not a class D power amp. It's still just a solid state. Yeah, um, power amp, but it's manageable. Um, oh god, yeah, it's not a basement. Is not no manageable. No, no, in no, any no. Way. no. But um, um, yeah, with regards to the Tube Master Five, like being the first valve guitar amp that I've owned uh, it's wicked and actually having that and a load of pedals I'm playing guitar every single day now Are which you? is something that I've not wow. done for years probably since like 2003 or something I'm literally playing guitar every day so what you're saying is right up until the point where you started working in a guitar shop you play guitar every day yeah, and then you basically. worked in a guitar shop for 14 years and now you don't work in a guitar shop anymore and you play guitar every day yeah Wow. Weird that, isn't it? How the other half lives. <laughs> Indeed. But, I mean, the thing is, working in a guitar shop, you do play guitar every day, but yes. you don't play it in a meaningful way. You no. get a guitar off the shelf, make sure it's in tune, yeah. play a lick, give it off to you know the yeah. person who wants to actually play it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you come home and you're like, I don't want to play guitar, I want to play FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, but now I make at least half an hour every day to like plug everything in. That's really cool. Ironically, not on Mondays because that's when we record the guitar podcast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Gavin says, is there a point in your music career you should make the jump from a budget priced and modded guitar to say a more pro level guitar and amp? Or do you just keep playing what you love? E.g. if you're starting to tour a lot with your band, do you move up from the Squire telly to a real American telly? Um, You've probably got most insight on this having done touring more recently and interacted with touring bands more recently so i was i saw this question on the facebook group earlier in the week and i um it is something that i've been thinking about quite a lot recently is and i don't know whether it's me as my sort of and it's very strange that i i think this because like i'm very like the four of us are very like we're real advocates of like quality cheap gear yeah like you know as i said the classic vibe tellies amazing guitars you know pv raptor great amp not raptor um, rage preview bandit bandit yes yeah, bandit great amp um but when i go and watch a band and they're using an epiphone i do sort of think why don't you buy gibson get a studio it'll be so good like yeah. it'll feel so much better or you know I see someone using a using like a, a sort of a I don't know even like a Mexican standard telly and I'm like oh, just spend a like, tiny bit I just more. wanted to go over and just, I just want to go over and be like just uh, telly. or like like Joyo pedals for example yeah. so many Joyo pedals I'm like just just buy the boss one like are there really a lot of Joyo pedals out there? a lot of Joyo pedals really? out there. yeah a lot like a lot, a lot. But and I, it's even when I'm thinking it, I'm thinking, oh, you are such a bell end. <laughs> like, and I can't say anything to anyone because a nobody will care what I'm saying. Yeah, they'll be like, and oh, b, I don't know, it was cheap. Everyone will think I'm a snob because yeah. I can guitar show. But it, it is. It's just I just want people to be as excited about gear as I am. Is what it simply comes down to. And like the other week, I put on uh, a band from Ohio called the Sidekicks. And as I think, I think as we said in the podcast the other week, the, the the singer of that band was playing the same one of the Les Pauls that I own and uh, the AC30 that I own. And I was like, oh man, we've got exactly the same gear. It's so cool. Like, isn't that weird? And he was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, really. Just yeah, I just like it's Les Paul, and the amp is the one that I just hired for the tour. And I'm Brilliant. Like, oh, okay, great, cool. So like, you know, it's it is difficult, but whether you need that stuff for uh, you know, as a real jump up, I I don't think you need to. I I you know, I think it's just our snobbishness that 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 sort of requires it. I mean, what do you think? I think I think it definitely when you like I've seen various bands over the years who because like we do punk stuff. Yeah, you see a lot of bands start out. They're really young. They get like, Epiphones and Squires and stuff, and you know, cheaper amps. Yeah. Um, and then they do a bit of touring, they like do a record and in the studio maybe they get to use some slightly better gear and then they go out and actually buy some better stuff. And it just like raises yeah. the whole thing. And it's not necessarily that like the Epiphone is, you know, nowhere near as good as a Gibson studio. Like the Epiphone is still an, a fine guitar, but when you multiply that across guitar and yeah. Another guitar, another amp, bass, so better bass cymbals. amps, better cymbals. Like, what, cymbals that aren't cracked. I think it's the. I think in a live setting, I think it's the drummer who suffers most from cheap gear. Yeah, 100%. if like if you're watching a band, if if I'm watching a band and they've got 
cheap symbols that just aren't res- you know aren't ringing out aren't resonating i'm just like i can't i can't handle this i wonder it's if just, that's because it sounds bad i wonder if that's because that's a truly acoustic instrument whereas the guitar obviously like, yeah 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 if yeah. you've got a epiphone les paul but with some nice pickups in it like you're that's kind of like a better sound it's quite hard to get cheap drums and make them sound better. good like, just yeah, yeah, sound yeah. what they are you know they're just an acoustic instrument yeah no that's a really good point i hadn't really thought about that but i guess that does make sense I yeah so that's my thoughts on it like every little mo- kind of minor advance that you can make will make your band sound a bit better so I don't think there's ever like a point where it's suddenly like okay we need to all go and buy good gear like, I think eventually you'll just get better and but better. that said I mean you know sometimes it does work and I, I, like, I know that you're not like I quite like like lo-fi like distorted recorded like bands who do that sort of like you know kind of cheap sounding recording that obviously isn't but it's like made to sound like that like yeah. i'm those sort of like indie punk bands that do that sort of thing like there's that there's this band parquet courts from new york um okay. who i saw i think that was the name of an old people's home in my parents house <laughs> <laughs> i saw um i saw them on i think it was letterman um it was it was one of the one of the big u.s talk shows okay and the singer was playing uh an affinity telly what? Yeah, just, just like, to smash it at the end, right? No, just like oh. just an affinity, to, and th- that year, their record was like um, they put out a record that year, and it was like in the Guardian's like top ten records of the year. I think it made Pitchfork's like number one record of the year. You know, it was like it was a big indie record. Yeah, but yeah, they're just using like cheap stuff. Wow, it was it was pretty like it was pretty cool. So you you can do it. I think it's just. As with all these things, I think for me the most important thing about a band is maybe not the most important thing, but one thing that separates out a an okay band from a good band is a band who is aware of their sound. Yeah, you know who has chosen to make themselves sound how they do for a reason. Like in this band that I've just started, like we at a point now where we've nearly got the songs down, got you know got a, a couple of bits to like sort of shore up yeah but then i just want to spend a bit of time just like really making sure that everything sounds right working out which delay pedal to bring with you well all of them yeah but you know in fact you're not even there it's just i I actually recorded at home on a loop pedal and you just post that to the venue yeah yeah yeah. and they just push play and it's yeah it's all good who did that oh that band um oh um death grips death grips Death they, Grips. They did a yeah, yeah yeah they did a tour, but it was just under like the music of Death Grips, and everyone was like, "Oh, amazing, going to see Death Grips tonight." And what they'd done is just like post a CD to all of the venues with a backdrop, and just said, "Put this up and put the CD on." People went absolutely mental. I know they did. It was horrendous. That's <laughs> quite funny. I think it's quite funny as well. But imagine <laughs> if you paid like fifteen quid. <laughs> Death Grips club night. Hang out with some other Death Grips fans. Anyway, let's do one last question uh, and then we'll uh, do some Patreon stuff. Sorry for the slightly short episode this evening. Um, Like I said, we had like an hour and a half of actually trying to get anything recorded. And who knows if even this is recording properly. (laughs) We'll see. Um, It's Russian roulette of podcasting. Uh, Which one shall we do? Um, Let's do... Patrick says, what is the most versatile guitar? It's quite open-ended, that. Yeah, because... Are we talking about brand? Are we talking about model? No. What is the most versatile guitar? So, 
is that in terms of a guitar that you can modify to do your own thing with? Because I think if that's the art, if that's the question, let me read Patrick's question. Okay. Patrick says, "What is the most versatile guitar?" <laughs> Telecaster. Really? Yeah. A two pickup, three way switch guitar with yep. no trim is the most versatile guitar. You can have four way switches. You no. You can have two different. That's what I'm so- saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Is is what like you could do so much with a telly you can do so many yeah, different things you could things. put a floyd rose trim on yeah. it you could what what do you what do you how do you interpret that question then well line six variax oh come on like well, that's if you're right so you get you've got loaded guitars in boxes what's yeah. the most versatile guitar out of that yeah okay the line six variax yeah, is the most versatile guitar because... I, I don't think that's what i don't think that's what patrick is asking no, there he yeah. probably is asking for a strat because a strat in terms of pickup selection and stuff probably is the most versatile guitar Nashville Telly a Nashville Telly could be the most versatile guitar with a B bender and a Fishman Power Bridge and a G bender as well yeah and uh, G Force tuners yeah so you can do loads of open tunings no uh, to take this seriously um, it depends what you are doing and in what way do you mean the most versatile because if you are thinking I want to do a whole range of different genres with the guitar, then telly could definitely be up there. Because I've seen people with single coil tellies do metal stuff. I've yep. seen people do country, pop, folk, um, like disco, I guess, is or could all be telly stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, or are you saying what is literally the guitar that will make the most different types of sound than the Line 6 Variax or similar well, there isn't a Line 6 Variax anymore. So it's the, the Yamaha... The Yamaha Pacifica Standard. No, Variax Standard. Is that Yamaha, what it's called? Yamaha, Yamaha, Yamaha Variax Standard. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have also... I'm really into the... Um, and I talked about this, I think, last week. The, uh, Yamaha, uh, the Ibanez 721. Oh, yeah. I just think that's such a cool guitar. Yeah. Um, two humbuckers, but five-way selector switch. So you go from um, humbucker to inside coil to both inside coils to uh, inside coil to humbucker. I, like, I mean, that's pretty versatile. What a cool combination of sounds. And they, they've got like those like rosewood tops and stuff. They've, well, they, they do a maple top and they do a rosewood top. And... It's such a cool looking guitar, such a cool looking guitar and really, really lovely to play. You know, you've got like, because it's an Ibanez, you can, um, you know, you can get like a really, really super low action on it. Yeah. Um, which is something that you can't really do with a, with a Telecaster. Well, it depends what you call low action, I guess. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, you know, what I call a low action is not what most people call a low action. No. Like, I like, I, I want to be able to drive a bus under... Yeah. my strings that's the only way it should be yeah um, but I, I think that's such a cool guitar I, I really really like that but yes you know if you're if you're being you know really on it then yeah I guess a uh, Pacifica standard is would the uh, Variac standard sorry would be yeah um, actually one last question Matt says any ideas for an end of year meetup yet um, 
No, nothing definite. But what I think we should do is maybe hire somewhere and people can bring their gear down and yeah. we'll all play some guitars and check out different pedals and maybe we could put together a little band. To you know where might be good for that? Go on. Remember um, you and me went to that uh, Kotaku night Oh yeah, Sticky Mike's. Yeah. There's a venue in Brighton uh, called Sticky Mike's Frog Bar. Yeah. Um, which um, once a month does... Is it Kotaku? Is that... Yeah, it's a gaming website. It's the gaming... once every couple months. Uh, and they... Uh, well, the, the... I guess the Kotaku one is, but they do this thing called IM Arcade, which people yep. just bring down all their own gear. And, uh, and they set up and... Um, people, you know, people bring down PlayStations and Xboxes, and they bring down PCs, and they bring their own TVs and stuff, and they plug everything in, and everybody's just like cool to play other people's consoles and stuff. Yep. Maybe we could do something like that. We could hire the venue downstairs. There'll be a bar upstairs. Yeah, we want to do drinks and stuff. And then there's a stage. So there if is there are any bands who want to, if we put together a band, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we could do that. This, yeah, maybe in November. Yeah, I reckon we could figure it out. That sounds vaguely doable, doesn't it? It does. If you want to get an interesting little concept, I think so. If you want to get involved in that, um, and maybe we'll talk to some manufacturers as well. So if they want to bring down some new gear, yeah, some stuff from people for people to try. I think so. I think we could. I think we could make it work. Um, if you want to get involved in that, I guess best bet is we'll start organising it on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Um, you can. Uh, also, if you want to uh, get involved with the podcast and help us do this and stuff every week, uh, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Uh, if you donate from $5 a month, you get an extra half an hour at least a week uh, of this. Um, so these people have so far Will Clare, Chris Wilson, Scott, mysterious, Ooh. Matt Quine, Fletch Fletcher, Phil Tomsit, Moog Gravit, and Colin Anderson. Um, thanks so much for donating. Um, if you want to do that, like I said, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for extra content every week um, also do join us on Twitter Twitter is, we've had some new people on there recently this week's quite good yeah um, twitter.com forward slash guitar nerds or just at guitar nerds um, and also the YouTube channel has gone absolutely bonkers the last couple of weeks like loads of new people subscribing we had a when we did the last podcast we actually had a little meet up the four of us and we made some plans for what we're going to be doing some big stuff with the YouTube channel I think we're going to be doing some cool stuff aren't we yeah yeah. So, go over there youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds we should videos. really stop just like talking about it and actually actually do some just stuff do it, well we? you know I've written a new video yeah I might record yeah. it this week I've got some time off cool it's going to be good um, and uh, yeah and if you want to follow me on the Twitter at mark underscore random uh, this week I've been talking about headphones and I've been talking about computer games so just a normal week, really. Yeah, just the normal stuff. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Twitter at jaybn1. Thanks for sticking with us this week. Uh, sorry, it's a bit of a shorter episode. Like I said, we had our normal thing we record on blow up. Um, hopefully, this has come out all right. Um, Hope so. We'll do a longer one next week. Yeah, we'll make we'll, it make we'll up make, for it. And it also, you know, if you want to check out the Patreon, you'll get some more. What stuff are we talking about that. on Patreon? Patreon topic this week for Patreon is is now the right time to buy a Gibson. Oh, also. Cool. What are the biggest bargains? There we go. Into it. Patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Cheers, Em. Cheers, bye.
sneaky little sewage. I'm such a sneaky little sewage. I'm a sewage. I'm a sewage. I'm a sneaky little sewage. I'm a sewage. I'm a sewage. I'm a sneaky little sewage. Sneaky little sewage. I'm so glad I haven't got the input monitor on because otherwise I'd have to listen to what you're saying. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 